0: Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a future i podcast where today we are discussing season three, episode eight. That's Lobstertainment. I am Lindsay Wilson, joined as always by Alex Koons. Alex, how's it going?
1: Hello, Lindsay. I have a new theory about this podcast since we have last talk. So my running hypothesis is that approximately like 80 people listen to the podcast. That's based on like you can like, oh, how many people are downloading it? And so it's even like less than that because it's like a lot of people have to be downloading this and then then not making it very far. And mm-hmm. my new theory is that this is like wildly incorrect, and more people than we realize are listening to this podcast. And this all stems from the email that we received from <laughs> our boy Mike. Our boy, we got an email. Email subject: Ham exterior.
0: Um, <laughs> hey Mike. Hey. <laughs> yeah.
1: And delightful listener Mike wrote in, who is a butcher, and explained that hams have the di- diamond slash cross pattern cut into them because of as you cook the fat of the ham melts off and seeps into the meat of the the meat better and all that kind of stuff so we had a butcher right in explaining this like very weird question that we asked mm-hmm. like deep into a podcast yeah so first of all mike thank you so much thank uh, you so much uh, yes now our our meat correspondent also uh,
0: best subject line of an email i've ever seen
1: yeah, ham exterior <laughs> but so i was thinking like i do you know the drake equation which is like the probability of like life in other planets and stuff
0: no but i believe you i i I guess let me hypothesize based on this what i was thinking is like statistically speaking we should never have heard an answer to this question
1: (laughs) yeah yeah the drake equation is like okay like what's the probability or like how many uh stars are there and then what what fraction of stars have planets in the like inhabitable range and then what fraction Mm. of those planets like would have water on it or whatever. And it's all of these like constraints. And so in theory, we can have like the probability of other life forms out there. And we have certainly the same thing of like, we have 80 people have downloaded the podcast, Uh like 20% (laughs) of those people actually listen to it. Like 50% of those people make it to like minute 32. And then how Mm -hmm. many of those people can be butchers? And then how many of those butchers are going to write us an email? Like it's, you know, it's there's the... A great moment in Watchmen where Dr. Manhattan is saying like every person is a miracle because like the precise DNA configuration (laughs) that person is like statistically impossible. And this is what this is what I feel like getting. This is our
0: Dr. Manhattan moment.
1: The the ham exterior email is truly like one in a million.
0: iconic yeah i think you're right we can plainly see the metrics on how many people have downloaded this episode and yet it (laughs) must be more than we think there's like a parallel universe or something
1: yeah i was also thinking about i was trying to think of the like job slash occupation breakdown of our listeners where butcher probably wouldn't have been in my like first 50 guesses although like you know it's like a it's not an absurd a job but i would have guessed like you know, 20% of our audience is like students or, you know, kids that don't have jobs, like probably yeah. 20% of our audience is like faceless tech job, uh, similar <laughs> to to you or, you or my job where it's like, oh, we're just like going into an office and like looking at a screen all day. And then but we like,
0: call a bullshit job. Yeah. If it stopped existing, nothing bad would happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, that's, that's what I've been thinking about.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah no that's incredible it was a truly iconic email very excited about it i think it's a great (laughs) hypothesis there has to be more going on here than we realize truth is out there Um, we
1: also got great a very nice review that i wanted to call out from fernie from texas called it's down to earth which i thought was ironic given our like extreme uh (laughs) coastal elitism (laughs) in
0: the last episode yes very very <laughs> kind it was such a nice review and i was like clearly they are not up to date on yeah. alex's takes about musical theater
1: yeah i very rarely <laughs> cringe like thinking about my takes on the podcast but i was like <laughs> did i go too far
0: in the last episode i think in terms of podcasters going too far i don't think you're <laughs> yeah. cracking the surface <laughs> yeah That's yep. incredible so we were discussing briefly before we hopped on you are not barbenheiming
1: not Barbenheiming today, mostly because I didn't get my act together, or like it's very difficult to reserve t- seats ahead of time with the like Alamo Pass. Laura saw Barbie today. She took the day off of work and went to like a matinee. And said, "Would you fine. like it?" She's <laughs> fine. Okay, <laughs> like very solid, like eighty-eight percent or whatever it's currently sitting at on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I'm unfortunately like getting hyped about Oppenheimer after seeing the reviews and seeing the discourse
0: about it. Unfortunately. unfortunately. Well, yeah, I,
1: I think like I will also see Barbie eventually, but mm-hmm. I'm
0: less excited for that. Yeah, I a friend of the pod and occasional co-host Jeremy was messaging <laughs> both of us the other day being like, Lindsay, when you're here, we have to barbenheimer. And I was like, I can't think of anything. I want to do less than go yeah. to five hours of movies.
1: I I will not be doing it back to back whenever I see these two yeah. movies
0: truly not you could probably persuade me to go see barbie i am clearly never gonna watch oppenheimer that's to yeah. me like a two night feature minimum yeah yeah like, <laughs> three hours come on christopher yeah get it together <laughs> the other
1: uh, the other rant that i wanted to go on at the start of this podcast was uh, a rant. <laughs> yeah uh, I, I had all of these stored like all week long uh, i was like looking up the drake equation uh, earlier today the, yeah this is pre-planned bits that i'm doing
0: I've been workshopping it all week. Yeah.
1: Jeremy was telling us about Dewey and how the Dewey of library fame was canceled. And independent of Jeremy telling us that, beloved ex coworker Adam was also telling me about how Dewey was canceled. And beloved ex boss Adam said that, like, especially interesting thing about Dewey was that he was canceled in like 1905 when it was like pretty hard to get canceled. And even back then, they were like, this Dewey guy it's not not great
0: (laughs) famously bad opinions back then and they're like this guy he went a little too far on his podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure yeah Yeah, wild stuff wild stuff very tough look for Dewey and yet here we are constantly using his archaic decimal system (laughs) when's the last time you were in a library physically we'll go to the Brooklyn library to check out books yeah. I yeah. check out books often from my public library, but I get ebooks and audiobooks. The digital thing. Yeah. Never I have a library card, but mm-hmm. I have been in there exactly once to get the library card <laughs> yeah. again.
1: I'm scared of our my Denver like local public library. I'm scared that I have like an insane debt to that library from like, <laughs> you know, from when I was like 10 and didn't return a book. It's it's the Seinfeld library cop
0: scenario. I really thought you were going to say it was like a book about Seinfeld or something. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) Alex. (laughs) Okay. Incredible. Uh,
1: How How was your week, Lindsay? What were you up to? It
0: was fine. I did not have a particularly fun week in the sense that it was like a lot of do forums, run errands, and, like, we're going to New Brunswick on Sunday. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of, like, get these things done, but also people are like, my God, you're leaving for four weeks. We should hang out. And I'm like, but I have laundry to do. And then you feel like you should be a good person. And anyway, all this to say, it's just been a very busy week.
1: I feel like I was very tapped into your visiting the, the the farm schedule like a year or two ago because that would always interrupt podcasting as yes. a lack of internet internet have you been back recently i feel like i haven't heard you going back i back have not been there
0: since christmas yeah 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 we're down to like twice a year at the moment not a lot yeah yeah well so, um, we'll see what that means for the
1: podcast we might have to slow down might have like i don't know yes. i don't know what like we either we'll need... can do it or we can or we won't be able to do it
0: yeah i think we'll need it probably a couple of weeks off but that should yeah. be it and then i have nothing that should interrupt us for some time but also it's very hot here is it very hot there i assume it is probably it's, yeah it's awful here
1: but yeah now with my like inflated sense of audience i'm i'm even more invigorated to continue podcasting once <laughs> once Lindsay has nothing to do
0: I thought you were going to see my inflated sense of the audience. I'm like reluctant to say I have air conditioning or something else. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: I'm very heavily using air conditioning.
0: Yeah. There's like a Vancouver not into having anything that is climate appropriate because it didn't used to be a thing. Like now you need these things, but like where windows don't have screens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's, We have so many bats outside our window in the oh, evening. Oh, wow. So I'm always very nervous about keeping the windows open.
1: That seems very quaint. That's like, uh, that makes it feel like a small town.
0: Well, yeah, I'll send you a video of the bats outside my window and you'll see that it does not feel cute when your windows are open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. All right, what do you think of this episode? I almost didn't watch it because I forgot that I had to. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, if I don't have time, there's never been an episode that I wouldn't have been able to just spitball. And then I was like, I don't think I've ever rewatched this episode. When I watched it, I was like, I had no idea what was coming.
1: Did you watch it? So I texted you like an hour ago saying like, hey, I'm down to podcasts. Like whenever did you you watch it in the intervening 20 minutes between me sending (laughs) that text message and getting
0: on this call? No, how dare you? I watched (laughs) it this morning at like nine o'clock. Okay. Mm hmm. Actually, before um, that, I think I was watching it like first thing with my morning coffee. I was like, <laughs> and I put it on 2X. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. I thought this episode was also pretty forgettable. I was like a little bit hyped for it because it's Zoidberg, it's a Zoidberg I property. love. It's a Zoidberg property. It's like Hollywood jokes, which, you know, I'm usually into. But I kind of felt like it was a whole lot of nothing. Like mm-hmm. the Leela and Fry, like being stuck in a tar pit is kind of the...
0: 60 seconds of content <laughs>
1: yeah well that's like literally all they have to do the entire episode i felt that like that was a little emblematic of like this episode in general which is like not a whole lot going on here kind of reminded me of one of the what's the simpsons episode where they become animators and they like go to an award show
0: yes that one is called like it's got some very the absurd front or something yeah the front exactly yes yeah i don't know what that yeah i don't understand what that's a reference to I think because it's like they are pretending to be Abraham Simpson, but it's oh, right okay, then. so it's
1: just a front.
0: That's like a Seinfeld yeah. T- title. I know. Of, yeah, the uh, alternate side. Yeah,
1: kind of reminded me of that, where in that episode, that episode in the Simpsons is in like the stretch of Golden Age Simpsons, and mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, it's like fine, but it's like a little bit forgettable. Um, it has to do with with the film industry. They go to an award show, so I don't know. It good, it's a
0: good. Call, cool, yeah, I can see that. According to the commentary, this is per Wikipedia. This episode was rated Futurama's worst episode by fans. Oh no. Due it was focused on Zoidberg and Bender rather than Fry and Leela, who spend most of the episodes stuck in a tar pit. The worst yeah. episode of the series is now considered at the Futurama Holiday Spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Do you think it's the worst episode we have seen so far?
0: Gut instinct, yes, probably. <laughs> okay. Let me quickly scan the list of what else we've watched. Yes, I think so. Maybe the Raging Bender episode was certainly problematic, but this is just nothing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think other contenders for me are like annoying episodes with the young Farnsworth of like, hey, this character is just, yeah, this character is just like annoying, but I think there's probably Mm. more good stuff in that episode, even though it also has low lows. Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: Yes. All right. Well, the opening caption is deciphered from crop circles mm-hmm. and boop corner. What you got? Boop,
1: there it is. I have a mouse on a train that gets split in half.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have guy being stretched. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: This is boxcar blues. So we nailed the part about the train. Yeah. And this is our our pal Bosco. I don't know if we should say pal because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was problematic. Yeah. Um,
1: our acquaintance, our associate
0: yeah, so our <laughs> problematic associate our colleague colleague bosco, <laughs> yeah. and a pig traveling as hobos in a boxcar, and it says the film opens with a toot toot and a train is seen chugging down wow. the tracks so this is like the most detailed synopsis i've ever seen i'll try <laughs> to summarize as i read the front wheels turn into a pair of hands that squeeze the whistle in order to make a distinct honking sound bosco singing and dancing he does a mournful rendition of a song pig starts crying hilted boxcar train straightens itself out it's a whole thing all right let's cut to the end
1: <laughs> what's, the, I'm, I'm putting into, a tree. what's the title of it again
0: boxcar blues
1: i'm gonna see if chat gpt can uh write a condensed summary of this uh, a very short one i wow even this even some chat gpt i apologize but as my lo- last update of september 2021 there's no information about an animation titled boxcar blues
0: well, that's rude. This is boxcar is <laughs> two words. Does that help?
1: uh maybe.
0: A Looney Tunes series.
1: Okay. Well, well, I'll I'll update if we, if I get anything interesting as we go.
0: All right. Well, it doesn't matter. It seems like they survive. <laughs> Bosco dries his tears and pushes off down the track on the little wagon, starts playing the banjo, and goes into a tunnel of closing credits. <laughs> All right. Good for you, Bos- yeah. uh, Boxcar. Boxcar. Yeah. Bosco. 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 Never give them nicknames like Jumbo or Boxcar. Always <laughs> <laughs> well, we get a receipt. All right. So Yes. All right. So we open up it is Amateur Night and also Amateur Valet Night, which was a joke I kinda liked oh. at a stand-up comedy club. And Zoidberg is apparently into comedy.
1: Zoidberg's so into comedy. There's a robot doing I feel I feel like this is a very 2010s joke this was like ahead of its time of the robot doing the super collider i hardly know her joke
0: yeah this is a joke that i feel like i've been hearing my entire life of like i don't know what's something that ends with er
1: <laughs> uh we do there's a uh in my old neighborhood that i used to live in there's a burger place called Burgerum. Like burger apostrophe em or something like that, and okay. it's very weird. It's like we kind of think it's like a front, um, just like a front, a front. <laughs> um,
0: burgerum. I hardly uh, know them,
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, so we always say burgerum, I hardly know, and then we add um to most restaurants of uh, Chipotle. Um, <laughs> I hardly know them.
0: <laughs> uh, I realize the one that I am most familiar with is my mother. If you say like. So this re- relies on you not just saying Kleenex. If you said, like, can I have a tissue? She'd be like, uh-huh. tissue, I hardly know you. <laughs> okay. Um, a classic um, mom joke.
1: Tissue, I hardly know you. What are other words that end in? Ue Tissue. Ish. Uh, curf- <laughs> curfew. I hardly... Know you,
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, the audience seemed to really like this joke, Super Collider. I just met her. Um, but boy, do they hate Zoidberg.
1: <laughs> yeah. Zoidberg's routine. It's a lot of Earth. What a planet. I like that. Mm-hmm. On my planet, the clams enjoy tasting you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. He has a lot of swagger. I was noting. He's up there and he's like struts on the end of the stage and he looks yeah. so confident and he's just terrible. <laughs>
1: yeah. Probably better than. I would do it stand up. How uh, have you ever thought of doing stand up? Do you have any any bits?
0: Yeah, people always accuse me of workshopping material on them or trying to work on my tight five. (laughs) However, I have never actually attempted it because I am too fragile to know if I would just like bomb terribly. So I feel like in my head, I need to be able to be like, I would kill it. I would be so good. I would be terrible, clearly. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I'd be so good. And I can never have that illusion shattered.
1: I mean, I think podcasting is much more improv than stand up, yes. other than my prepared material for this episode, but
0: <laughs> that you've been workshopping for days. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I feel like, you know, I'm sure you do great at stand up, but I feel like improv is just like the podcasters
0: uh, version of comedy. I feel like I'm so bad at improv. I find even when I go on podcasts that are not the ones that I'm hosting, if someone throws something to me, I'm like, yeah, I don't fair. know. Yeah, we so. did so
1: good at Brand Steel though. I was thinking we should we should do a Futurama Brand Steel at some point.
0: I mean, I'm into that. Yes, yeah. I would love to. And we did have so much fun, and I felt like it was because the stakes were incredibly low, and also yeah. you and I we were just like on the same wavelength the whole time. Yeah. Like that's one of the greatest moments of my podcasting career, is both of us saying Rob G. Oliver. Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. We're just gonna reminisce about this uh, for a moment. My other favorite <laughs> moment from that podcast is. When Mr. Bergstrom is getting voted off, <laughs> and you say that you're running along the train as he's getting <laughs> voted off.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. That's so good. Yeah, yeah very fun. All right.
1: A lot of patting ourselves on the back. Indeed. I, I, the I other keep... thing is, I don't know Futurama well enough to do uh, no. to be that good on a Futurama mm-hmm. brand deal.
0: People love when we're self-congratulatory and self-referential <laughs> to a podcast they can no longer access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that is one of the probably. great losses
1: of that and musical bracket and maybe true, the interview uh, with Rob Oliver.
0: True. I wonder if we still have it somewhere. I guess I could log back in probably, but yeah. Should look into that and see if I can download it and save the recordings. Yes. Anyway, I probably have them somewhere. It doesn't matter. I also had noted that the MC of this amateur night is one of the water guys from the like three <laughs> Suns planet.
1: Yeah, I, I also thought that that was weird. It made me think of Pixar's Elemental, which just came out oh, yeah. and like the yeah. never saw it, but the trailers, like the water people look legitimately identical to <laughs> these water people. And it's like, wow, Pixar, you can do better after like 15 years of or like after 20 years of animation progress.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we oh we also saw the guy. I wonder if it's the same guy or if they just look the same, but we also saw the guy who was being like people under the red sun. Walk like this and people under the yellow sun so like they're into into comedy clearly
1: yeah that's true
0: yeah i also love zoidberg being like maybe i'm not yelling loud enough which put yeah. me very much in mind of how much everyone right now loves i think you should leave
1: oh tim <laughs> robinson, tim Is robinson. That your, do you not like tim robinson because you think his jokes are just him yelling louder and louder
0: most of his jokes are him yelling louder and louder there were some of them that i quite enjoyed i just think maybe i'm not a big sketch comedy guy i'll admit it i'll be brave I made <laughs> I
1: made an obscure 55 burgers, 55 fries joke at our uh, company, all yes. hands in the in the com- in the chat. And like <laughs> only one person, one person reacted with
0: fries emoji. And I yes, like, oh, I would have I would have gotten that one. Cough <laughs> and drop. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, he said that he worked his whole life on this set. I feel like it's not that good for having worked <laughs> his entire life on it. But uh, a yeah. pretty good line from Hermie is to be like, you're a crazy penniless lobster doctor and no combination of you should be a comedian. <laughs>
1: yeah Hermes is maybe the leader in the clubhouse for being mean to zoidberg
0: yeah it's funny because i don't think that i had like clocked that as a thing that happens or he clearly hates zoidberg until maybe this is like the greatest contribution of the futurama wiki where it's tracking (laughs) their feud
1: yeah yeah that kind of like puts it in the canon if the futurama wiki is on top of it it's at least like a noteworthy thing to to follow i guess it's like they're both very very side characters like more so than i remembered and so it's like they only ever interact with each other because they're like never allowed to be promoted to the big leagues
0: yes very much a one-sided feud this particular article says during a staff meeting Hermes yells at Zoidberg, You're a crazy penniless lobster doctor. But he says this is a lead up to some arguably constructive criticism. <laughs> no combination of you should be a comedian. Speculation on their part, perhaps, or editorializing yeah. from the writer.
1: Yeah, I object to it like constructive. I think it's certainly <laughs> criticism, but uh, criticism. I don't know how how constructive that is.
0: Says, after the crew, I'll watch Uncle Zoid's holographic video, skipping ahead slightly. Hermes is still almost polite. You're right, Krabby. He's a hell of a lot funnier than you could ever be. That's not polite. That's so mean. (laughs) Arguable, indeed.
1: I would be so crushed if that's how
0: you were polite to me on the podcast. (laughs) You're right. I am a lot funnier than you. Yeah. (laughs) Like at least I said you were right. Oh yeah. my god, so rude. All right, so he reveals that his uncle was a guy named Harold Zoid, and mm-hmm. everybody knows who that is. And he was very famous in the like silent hologram era. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, fun little silent hologram. I like. I like that it's like. Clearly, such a reference to the old-timey movies—the idea of a silent hologram, like going back to like very quaint movie making—is is funny. Do you have any? What's your like early film history? Like, have you ever watched any of these like old black and white kind of things?
0: Yes, my father was very into oh. the Marx Brothers. Is that Duck and... or is Yeah, that, uh, but Stooges? I feel like it was just like yeah, I think it was just like recorded. Okay. clips of things like I don't think we were watching duck soup but he would regularly get me to perform sketches <laughs> <laughs> so there's one there's like a mirror sketch in particular where I think it's like Grocho and one of the other ones and they're like doing <laughs> the same thing as each other and then one of them jumps and spins in a circle and then, and then does like, the
1: mirror like poke him in the eyes
0: I can't remember that happening, but he ends oh, wow. with a little like jazz hands thing. And then the guy who's pretending to be the mirror doesn't bother to jump, but he just does the jazz hands. Mm. So I would perform that regularly for parental approval. And that's why I'm like this. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> a little insight into the making of Lindsay. That's that's incredible. That's like far more detailed and <laughs> and specific of a story than I expected.
0: Yeah, every now and then you give me these prompts and I give you a real little chestnut out of the (laughs) (laughs) the whole flimsy history. My only,
1: I think I've seen like the Buster Keaton is on a train and doing like absurd Tom Cruise level physical comedy. And I love that everyone's like takeaway from this new Mission Impossible movie that I talked about is that there's a big like train sequence at the end and everyone's takeaway is like Buster Keaton did this already. Like (laughs) we've already seen, we've already seen like death defying men that perform train related <laughs> activities
0: train related activities train related danger yeah. yes <laughs> did okay. you just call me
1: inseparable was that more coastal elitism of me saying buster <laughs> keith has already done this
0: just that you were like everyone is saying that i see <laughs> i was like who who is saying this <laughs> but also i was met everyone saying that Yes. Anyway, he's going to call and ask for a few hundred pointers about how to be funny. And <laughs> I did like the line in the letter where he's like, I'm the most important doctor at the delivery company where I work.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that, too. I, I like the, the first funny thing that you must do is put all of your money in the form of a cashier's check and come to Hollywood.
0: Yes, exactly. It turns out that Uncle Harold is living in like a horrible old folks home mm-hmm. and he keeps referring to Zoidberg just as my rich doctor nephew. <laughs>
1: I mean, this is like pretty accurate with the writer's strike, like all the news coming out, the writer's strike being like actually like all of the actors and oh, certainly all the writers, but like a surprising number of the actors that are in big movies are actually like completely broke. Uh, that's what me- this made me think of is like Hollywood folks home move sad
0: has been actors. Yes, Nicolas Cage famously lost all the really? money. Well, I think he's like I, making I was, it back, but...
1: I was wondering about John Boyega. I saw a headline this morning that john boyega is suddenly saying yeah i'm down for like any star wars project that you give me uh where previously he was like star wars did me so dirty they like wrote a black character and then like completely wrote him out and gave me nothing to do and was like really bad mathing them and now he's like very suddenly back on board and it's like well he probably has no money now
0: yeah or maybe it's (laughs) like you you come across now as a difficult person to work with yeah which i'm sure disproportionately impacts actors of color but yeah for sure All right, so what else? They go to LA to see this guy and they're on like one of those celebrity tours. And Mm -hmm. again, so I feel like I'm calling out all these funny lines. So maybe there were moments that made me laugh, but I liked them saying this is the Fox studio or whatever. They use these searchlights to blind (laughs) pilots and film the resulting crashes.
1: Yeah, I think the 30th, so they do that. They show the 30th Century Fox logo. I think Mm -hmm. 20th Century Fox is like the most self-aware corporate logo where like, I feel like they're very playful with that, where it's like Simpsons movie, like Ralph is standing in the in the yeah, exactly. This is like potential spoilers for Deadpool three coming up or like cast cast photo (laughs) leaks for Deadpool three. So like fast forward 30 seconds, if you don't want to hear that, like all of these are all these like set photo like. Sorry, now I have to go past. because I said thirty seconds, and so now I have to go faster. Yeah. There's like an action scene in front of the twentieth, twenty-first century Fox logo or twentieth century Fox logo, and like, oh, Deadpool is like going to jump to all of the Fox universes and kill all these these people or something. But like, Spoilers. I mean, Deadpool is obviously very referential, but they're like putting the Fox logo front and center in that in that scene. So I was just thinking, like, oh, they they really like to make fun of this Fox logo. That's
0: good. That's good. Did you ever <laughs> did you ever play Conquerors Bad Fur Day?
1: No, I know that was too hardcore for me.
0: There's going to be one guy listening to this. and He's going <laughs> to yeah. be excited about this reference that I'm The Drake to make. equation of Conquer's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> Maybe it's the same person, Mike, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Did you play Conker's Bad Fur Day? Anyway, mm. as, we, as we know, I was not appropriately policed when it came to the, my consumption <laughs> of content, yeah. and so I was playing this game from a very young age. Let's find it when it came out, because it matters. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. This will mm. be relevant, I promise, to everyone who thinks that we do this too much. I'm 2001. not gonna- so want, like, it was like 11 okay i was gonna guess 98 yeah 11 doesn't feel like that well i mean it was definitely rated like explicit or whatever but yeah. anyway all this to say in that game they start off conquer has a chainsaw and he slices through the nintendo logo and puts up yeah. the rare <laughs> nice yeah yeah anyway that was the first time i remember seeing anyone playing with logos like that
1: yeah, I, the other notable one is all the Indiana Jones of the um, Paramount Mountain thing. And then like in the old ones, at least all of those to, like went from transitions of that logo to like the in-universe. Um, and that was always a
0: thing that they did. And then they
1: didn't do it in the fifth one.
0: It was a bummer. Okay, so we're on the, bus. on the bus. This Thank gave
1: you. me vibes of... Simpsons season 11, for whatever reason, just like the it's like a we go somewhere and it's not that interesting where we go. And there's like guest stars. It really reminded me of the Simpsons episode of when they go to Florida and uh, take them off the glass, take them off the glass. And I don't know what what it was about this scene, but it was just like some way that the like tour bus guide was like animated. Yeah, it reminded me of all these like kind of middling simpsons like season 11 season 12 episodes where yes. it goes somewhere
0: yeah definitely and like i feel like because it's just like we went to la it's like who cares uh, yeah. <laughs> but bender runs into calculon's house while they're on this tour and calculon <laughs> thinks that he's the hot water heater he's like i'm programmed to be very busy <laughs>
1: Yes, Calculon says he's probably to be very busy. He slams the door in Bender's face, and then Bender like re-rings the doorbell and says that he's no longer Bender. He's what Heater or something? Boiler. Or, uh, boiler. Yeah. But call
0: me Bender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Zoidberg has a funny line too, where he goes and meets up with his uncle, and they're at a restaurant named Ebola. He's like, "Next time you see me, don't be surprised if I've eaten."
1: <laughs> yeah. Then the uncle says, "Come over here and give your uncle a nice big meal." Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That is good. Yes. He also describes Zoidberg describes himself as having many surviving patients. Yeah. uh, Eating real food in a restaurant as we both often do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I like that. The uncle recommends to that Zoidberg give up comedy for serious drama. And then like a bowl full of spaghetti is spilled all over Zoidberg in a very slapstick way.
0: Yes, he's like, you're unfunny and untalented. You're perfect for drama. And then it just yeah. lands on his head. Very good. So he wrote the script himself. He'll be directing and starring in it. Back on top after 50 miserable years of <laughs> fame.
1: <laughs> yeah, both of them just lying to each other. It later comes out that like the lies are eventually revealed and the uncle says that he is the better
0: liar, which both are are lying equally as, as solidly here. Yes, agreed. So Harold Zoid <laughs> wants... Zoidberg to finance it with his doctor money and then we cut to Zoidberg just sobbing where he's like I'm already like a million dollars in debt like I'm already a Hollywood phony yeah
1: but Calculon seems to be the person that can that can pay all this money and like Bender is already in with Calculon and has all the connections
0: yes and as long just because it's written by Harold Zoid like that's enough for Calculon and he's like I don't like the font of this script but I will do it <laughs> because of Harold Zoid as long as you can guarantee me the Oscar
1: Yes, it's written and Xeroxed by Harold Zoid.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, and it's a classic tale about a son who doesn't want to follow in his father's <laughs> business. The dad is president and the son is vice president.
1: <laughs> yeah, the president of
0: Earth is the business. Yes, and this is a talkie, so we want to see the full gamut of emotions from every actor in every scene. Wave your arms and make faces. What is this, a morgue?
1: <laughs> I think I brought up my friend Jack, who his... Father is the CEO of a box company. Famously. uh, Yeah. And Jack decided he didn't want to be the heir to the box company and wanted to make movies instead. Uh, my
0: boy and, yeah exactly
1: so it's very very similar to the plot of the magnificent three of a son who doesn't
0: <laughs> want to follow in his father's footsteps a classic tale yeah. yes he wants it to be circus grade action <laughs> yeah. Calculon's just like so intense where he's just like i call on you not as a president but as a father
1: yeah very good soap opera acting by Calculon. i like that uh zoid instructs the background actors uh just because it's a dramatic scene doesn't mean that you can't do comedy in the background throw a pie for god's sake
0: yeah <laughs> zoidberg has a little role where he's just like staring directly into the camera the whole time
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know where the like comedy in the background comes from that's like not a thing in any movie ever i mean maybe it was like way back in the day but can you imagine yeah, that, and like silent holograms yeah.
0: <laughs> throw a few pies for god's sake yeah
1: <laughs> On uh silly and Murphy's uh what was Jeremy's turn of phrase? Uh his... I don't remember
0: like frail frame Fra- or withered yeah. frame.
1: Withered frame, throw cute prize.
0: <laughs> yes. And this is when we cut back to Fry and Leela and they're just like driving around looking for parking, trying to go to the award show, and they just get stuck in a tar pit and then we immediately cut away from them.
1: Yeah, I think I I think it is fair to say that this is the weakest B plot yet that we have yes, seen of certainly. Brian Leela like stuck in the ship with nothing to do and no jokes about
0: their situation. Yeah, exactly. The movie's terrible. Zoidberg has another line in the movie where he's like, the president is dead. Congratulations, Mr. President. <laughs> Famously how it works here. Yeah, some Calculon says he's seen better plagues, seen plagues with better opening nights than this.
1: Yeah, everyone walks out. Calculon's mad and says, oh, now he emotes.
0: Mm -hmm. yes and so they are going to rig the award show for Calculon because Calculon is now being like I'm gonna kill you because you guaranteed me the Oscar
1: yeah this whole this whole Oscar bit is again like kind of weak I don't know Mm there there's like Oscar jokes they say there was 400 categories they dunk on the golden globes yeah it's fine. Uh, my Classic my interest is, in yeah, Joan Rivers stuff. My interest in the Oscars has like completely tanked in the past mm-hmm. five years. I like used to watch it and be interested in it, and it's like I truly have no interest anymore.
0: Zero interest. I simply don't care. Yes. So I don't know what else to say about this. The award show. Some silly jokes with Jack Nicholson. Uh, we...
1: <laughs> I thought that was very funny. So they put Jack Nicholson's DNA in a gorilla and yes. it, i thought the it,
0: imagery is very good
1: yeah that's that's what was the best part about it is that i think if you like looked at that gorilla without any context like i think the average person would say that jack nicholas is uh not jack nicholson what's his nicholson. last name which one's the golfer
0: <laughs> jack <laughs> nicholas is the golfer
1: yeah and this is say it again nicholson nicholson i don't know why this <laughs> is difficult for me uh anyways if you showed this gorilla to a random person they'd say that's Jack Nicholson.
0: This reminded me of BoJack, because I feel like they do Mm. this all the time of creating a person who is part animal and they kind of look the same. But also they spent so much time talking about award shows in season five of BoJack.
1: (laughs) Are there any are there any like actual they do like, oh, this is the actual celebrity like someone, but then it's an animal.
0: Yes, I can't think of any off the top of my head because they spend a lot of time where they just have like the actual celebrity like Zach Braff famously Margot Martindale. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah. Jessica Biel plays a rather prominent role. (laughs) Hmm. Anyway, check out BoJack HorsePod for more. Fry says, I always knew I'd die at the bottom. Sorry, this is Leela. I always knew I'd die at the bottom of a pit, but a tar pit. And then Fry's like, oh, God, was that noise a tar dolphin? And then I have this episode is Stupid.
1: Yeah, I have no notes about that other than eventually they they find a hollow tube devoid of human life, which is the L.A. Subway. Which I don't yes. even know if that's a thing. I I have never heard of or seen imagery of the Los Angeles subway.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I think maybe it's a joke to be like everyone drives in LA. I don't know.
1: Right. Well, LA you know. subway, it does exist.
0: And is bustling? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, 44 stations
1: on the A-line.
0: All right. Well, oh. there you go. Public <laughs> transit, am I right? Yeah. So they're doing an award for best soft drink placement. And while that's happening... <laughs> They get ready to rig the show and they throw out Billy Crystal's head and then nominate Calculon instead of the fifth guy for best actor.
1: Yeah, I did like that. They were saying like, oh, they're just doing one of like technical categories, which was best writing. And then the like real premiere categories was best soda product placement. And the the title of those movies were funny. I didn't, uh, they went by so quickly that I didn't write them down, but there was like a Dr. Pepper one and uh, Mm
0: -hmm. some other good ones. Yeah, I can't remember. There was one that was like in the seven ups or something, I don't know. Anyway. Good joke, do You don't remember 95% of it. Uh, <laughs> um, so Harold Zoid is very sad. Even though Calculon is about to win this, he wants to win. And so Zoidberg is like, oh, none of those people won. Harold Zoid wins. And he has a nice little moment where he says, what matters is that people care about you, whether it's a whole crowd or one diehard fan. Yeah,
1: nice moment with with Zoidberg. And Do you, think, do you know if Harold Zoid ever comes back?
0: I don't think so.
1: Maybe Hulu's going to try to, like, rehabilitate the worst episode ever and be like, it's the Zoid sequel.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the Zoid, Dr. Zoidberg slash Harold Zoid universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Calculon shows up at the after party and Zoid gives him the trophy. He says it's slightly less fraudulent for you to have it. And then Calculon's like, no, I respect Harold Zoid too much to beat him to death with his own Oscar. So he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, I like that line. Yeah. And then they think there's an earthquake, but really it's Leela flying the ship out of the earth and it has like a mammoth fossil on it. And then they walk in and they are dragging Sylvester Stallone's skeleton behind them and that gets them into the party.
1: Fry always wanted to go to a party, so he finally gets in. I don't know why the Sylvester Stallone skeleton is just like a skeleton with a club. Uh, I don't know what that was a reference to.
0: Who knows? (laughs) Yeah who knows all right well that's the episode who won this episode
1: i'll say bender bender got to like hang out with calculon although what's what's the end state with bender and calculon i think they're mad Matt, probably Matt yeah either. i
0: don't know i guess they he didn't kill him so yeah. <laughs> that's good. positive let's see probably somebody that won an oscar, oscar. <laughs>
1: well there's probably some like real oscar winners out there i forget who won the the, the, the Pepsi award. Drink. Yeah, the soft drink award. We'll say the corporation of Pepsi won.
0: Perfect. Uh, and losers probably, I don't know. Everybody kind of breaks even in this one.
1: and Leela had nothing to do.
0: Yeah, Fry ate a shoe at one point. <laughs> we just skimmed over that yeah i didn't like it <laughs> it's fine we are the losers because this episode was bad <laughs> next week is called the bird bot of icecatraz actually next week we're talking about oh a new episode but in the oh, meantime
1: yeah let's talk about in two weeks uh, what's the episode it's
0: titled the bird bot of icecatraz
1: bod b-o-d bot bot the bird bot of alcatraz all right
0: icecatraz uh, uh,
1: icecatraz <laughs> i mean maybe it's like prison break yeah, I mean, right. clearly an Alcatraz thing. Did you ever watch Alcatraz starring Jorge Garcia from yep. 2012? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that was one of the fake lost shows
0: of uh, that mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. seen it. <laughs> it pretty mediocre. Why you found it confusing when I kept saying bird bought of Ice <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: So I have no idea. Uh, it's an Alcatraz episode. There's going to be a bird, it's going to be an mm-hmm. ice that's all i got I, I would love like a prison break. yeah i'm pretty
0: sure break. there's a something called the bird man of alcatraz or something like that it's a reference to that but yes okay a prison break who's yeah. prison breaking
1: do we know anyone in prison i don't know i don't think we know anyone in prison do we no, i don't think so yeah bender gets put in prison
0: and he bends the, the bars and gets out of prison okay beautiful all right lock it in <laughs> next week i guess we are going to talk about a new episode i don't know how to watch the new episodes
1: oh do you think that will actually be a problem
0: maybe okay. <laughs> where are they doing it is it like an fx situation hulu it's hulu disney it's plus bit. new futurama Canada. all right let's see yeah oh yeah okay no it's good the season 11 will premiere on monday may 20- monday july 24th on hulu in the u.s and disney plus in canada uh, we're good.
1: ChatGPT to the response of how can a Canadian watch the new episodes of Futurama says DVD slash Blu-ray.
0: <laughs> so, wow, up to yeah. the minute. Yeah. <laughs> when was Disney Plus invented? Surely uh, had it, it by then.
1: I'm I'm being a little bit uh, <laughs> deceitful here. It says streaming plat number one streaming platforms number two cable slash satellite slash number three digital purchase or rental number four
0: DVD slash Blu-ray. Okay, well, good advice. Yeah. All right, well, great. Now can people get in touch with us if they want to give us a nice review or a nice email or respond yeah, to a question uh, from Pam or anything?
1: Yeah, maybe we need like an even more obscure question for a profession. Like, yep. if you're a marine I mean, biologist- I mean, I ask about
0: people playing Cocker's Bed for, for a day specifically on the Nintendo 64.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think, that's, I think that's more common than butchers.
0: Especially <laughs> among this, I was going to say clientele, this audience. <laughs> yeah
1: what's a what's a profession of like equal distribution in population
0: as a, as a butcher i think marine biologist a baker is more... or a candlestick maker yeah
1: okay yeah any bakers or candlestick makers uh right in and
0: but you have to be a professional you can't just be like i like to bake
1: mm-hmm. do you have any like obscure baking questions a la what's the deal with the bumpy hams <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's an obscure baking question that we could ask i don't know teach us about what? convection ovens or something
1: I I was teachers bought convection ovens is good. I was gonna ask, but I think I answered my own question. Why get up so early? And <laughs> the answer is that you want it to be fresh, but mm-hmm. and nobody's buying bakery treats in the middle of the night. So That's I think right. I answered
0: my own question. Can you Need time for your like your bread to rise and all that shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It can take hours. Um,
1: Can't candlestick makers? What's your favorite wick?
0: I was literally going to say a wick question. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good, good. All
1: right. Well, we amuse ourselves.
0: <laughs> yes, we did. No one will ever respond to this. Incredible. All right. Uh. Yeah, uh anyway, oh, and yeah. Pod of,
1: yeah, of tomorrow at gmail.com, at pod of tomorrow on Twitter. Leave us a review. Uh. Again, kind of like made my week to get a very nice review. We have 16 on US Apple podcasts. And yeah, we're inching ever closer to our 50 reviews for a promised uh cameo true Cameo yeah. might be like a creator Defuncted by the time that happens yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes true did we look into this i feel like we looked into whether the guy exists i think it was like a task for us to figure out once we had you know 48 reviews yeah yeah no, <laughs> i think we I, I looked through like this problem? who's like a voice actor on cameo and i think there was a guy i don't know mm-hmm. if he was the terry voice i think he might have been i feel like maybe he's on cameo i don't know yeah. anyway that'd be very exciting if he is but yeah all right so what,
1: you have other podcasts how's how's what we do in the shadows
0: oh true <laughs> <laughs> what we do in the shadows is back yes so you can listen to me and grace leader friend of the pod over on Post Show recaps talking about what we do in the shadows we did a preview pod a couple of weeks ago and we have coverage of the first three first four seasons on Post Show recaps and we will be doing like uh twice Check in kind of thing. So after five did episodes, you, we'll do one. Did you do finish. every
1: episode of the first four seasons?
0: No. So we did one okay, recap yeah. of all of seasons yeah, one okay. to three, and then we did a weekly one for all of season four. Okay, and nice. this one we are just doing after episode five and after the finale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. so, yes. Yes. So check that out over in Push Recaps. BoJack HorsePod, still in hiatus, but you can still listen to it over there if you enjoyed the half-assed assessment that I gave of how they handle people <laughs> slash animals on BoJack Horseman. I think you're so.
1: probably a lot more thoughtful in that podcast. Like In in, in our podcasting together, I think <laughs> our height was the Apu episode and ever since that, it's been like, decreasing levels of journalistic integrity. Yes, um, definitely.
0: Um, yeah. BoJack HorsePod, we regularly have to engage with rather difficult subject matter, and I think we do our best to handle it sensitively and pretty well in my humble opinion so yes all right so with that join us next week we'll talk about a new episode of Futurama I guess and I expect it to be bad so Uh,
1: Lindsay's a hater Lindsay is like such a hater about these new episodes I'm interested to see what they're like
0: yes I am also not planning on bringing my microphone to New Brunswick so I might sound like shit so everyone be mentally prepared for that (laughs) all right (laughs) incredible all right we will see you next time
1: bye